This episode of Market Foolery is brought to you by Molecule. Molecule is reimagining the future of clean air, starting with the air purifier. For 10% off your first air purifier, visit molecule.com. That's M O L E K U L E.com and use the promo code FOOL10 at checkout. It's Thursday, March 19th. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill. I'm in my place. Bill Barker is in his place. Producer Dan Boyd is somewhere behind the glass. Bill, good to talk to you for the first time in a couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, it's great to talk to you. I'm sorry I don't have the same high-level equipment that you've got. I, I probably don't sound as good. Again, the dozens of listeners are, are indulging us. They're, uh, they're being very gracious with their patience during this trying time. But hey, the show must go on. So um, we're going to get to we're going to get to some dividend news. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on Clorox, but let's start with your view of the market. This is actually the you and I chatted a little bit this morning, but that was the first time in two weeks that you and I have talked. And I'm curious when you look at what's happening in the market. How does the market look to you? Because there are some people out there saying. Boy, if not the entire market, certainly some parts of this market look really cheap right now. Some parts, uh, I would agree with that, look really cheap. And I think the whole market looks a little cheap. I guess I'm more conservative than some who were sort of perhaps starting out from the end of the year or the first month and thinking the market felt about right in terms of valuation. I think the market was about 25, 26% overvalued as, as 2019 ended. Um, you know, the market was up about 30%. I think I talked about this on one of the end of the year podcasts that we discussed. It had been a great year for stocks, but it really wasn't that impressive a year for the economy or for uh, company profits. Uh, it was a perfectly normal year, really, that was accompanied by interest rates going down. And that seemed at the time um, to be enough to increase uh, the multiple of stocks a great deal. And uh, at this point, uh, interest rates are not carrying as much uh, of the load as they did. And uh, although profits obviously are going to take a, a massive hit this year, uh, I subscribe more to what is the long-term compounding effect of profits. And uh, taking all that into you know into consideration, I see the market being so, somewhere between about five and ten percent undervalued. As as we talk, it'll be different in half an hour, and by the end of the day, and by the opening tomorrow. So, if the market were to fall another twenty percent or so, is, does that get it to the point where you say, okay, now for me personally? It's looking closer to early 2009 when things looked oversold. Yeah, I mean, I've got the market uh, basically about uh, 40 to 50 percent undervalued 2008, 2009. Uh, obviously, the you know, in trying to predict where the market could go, you can say anything might happen in the near future or over a longer period of time because we just don't. We don't know, you know, what the market's going to do next, and that's as true today as it was before all this started. But twenty percent down from here would, would make a very attractive market, but I don't think it would still be 
quite at the the 2000. It wouldn't be close, I think, to the 2009 low. All right, let's get to some of the news today, and that's um, I mentioned at the top uh, some dividend news, specifically uh, Ford Motor, because shares of Ford are hitting their lowest point since 2009 after they announced the suspension of the quarterly dividend. Ford had been paying a quarterly dividend of 15 cents per share, and this is Ford coming out and saying, yeah, sorry, but we need the cash. Yeah, uh, I think in terms of capital allocation, that's a good move uh, to hold on to your cash rather than returning it to shareholders right now. Uh, now, for Ford, which may be something that I'm sure is held by a lot of people and has been held uh, for many, many decades in, in some accounts as you know, a, a steady dividend-paying company, um, this is going to be an issue for those that, that live off the dividends. And it's going to be, I think, a preview of many other companies that are going to be in the same boat and are going to start with, you know, not spending the money on, on facilities and, and capital expenditures, uh, putting a reduction or halt on that where it's uh, possible. Uh, and then moving to, as, as Ford is doing, suspending the dividend, they're not cutting it. They're implying that when they return to paying a dividend, uh, perhaps they'll return at the same level. What do you do if you're someone who is looking at your portfolio, you have had a steady stream of dividend income? I'm listening to what you just said, and, and I'm not in that position, although certainly there are investors out there who are. And I, I think you're absolutely right that you know, this is probably the right move by Ford Motor. But I think if you're an investor who depends on dividend income, it's a scary new reality that any company at any point could either cut the dividend or suspend it altogether. Well, obviously, the energy sector is one place where you're going to look to see a lot of that going on. Um, and, and the biggest players, Exxon, uh, Mobil, perhaps not, but Boy, uh, there are a lot of uh, energy companies in there uh, that are going to be, well, going broke in, in terms of the smaller ones, certainly. And I think that you can just sort of look at the sectors and determine if you've got a diversified portfolio of holdings, uh, your consumer staples, as we'll get to, uh, they may be uh, in good shape. Some of them are in very good shape and may be increasing their dividends. Uh, restaurants, you know, that's that's going to be the ones that have an effective uh, delivery service, drive-through, uh, pickup, uh, or can develop one very quickly. And, and the big, large players like a McDonald's uh, have that that um, you know drive-through capability, not so much of a delivery, although they've they've got some of that. Uh, and you know, sector by sector, look at where things stand. Um, certainly, manufacturers are, are among the most vulnerable uh, where their dividends are concerned. You mentioned restaurants. Uh, Darden Restaurants also came out and suspended their dividend. Uh, this is the parent company of uh, Longhorn Steakhouse and Olive Garden. And uh, the, initially, uh, this morning, I mean, you, you made the joke about how in half an hour things could be different. That was the case for Darden Restaurants today. They came out with this. 
uh, announcement about their uh, dividend suspension. Uh, the stock was up about eight percent very early in the day, and now it's it's trading down about negative three percent. And this is a stock that at the beginning of the year was trading for hundred ten dollars a share, and now it's in the low thirties. Uh, yeah, I mean, a sit-down restaurant to the degree uh, that you're looking at the business being largely sit-down, big trouble. Uh, how fast can they move to a delivery operation, a, a pickup operation? Uh, something like Domino's came out today and said they're planning on hiring 10,000 um, employees. So their stock's up 8%. It's held up very well this year. Um, they're way ahead of the game in terms of their app, in terms of their mobile, uh, in terms of online. Um, and they have a business model, which has always been around uh, pickup and, and delivery. So they're not suffering and they're, they're looking to grow. And so they're a dividend payer. That might be something to look at if you're looking for a dividend paying stock. Uh, and uh, the more that something looks like Domino's, I think the the better off your dividend is going to be. It's not a big dividend for Domino's; it's only around one percent. But it, it's I, I feel very good about them being able to continue paying that. Yeah, it's a good reminder that the businesses that have been investing, whether it's retailers investing in e-commerce or restaurants delivering, uh, you know, investing in. Uh, their own delivery system, or as you said, with uh, with the case of Domino's, their app. Um, those are investments that ha- are really starting to pay off now. Yeah, yeah, and uh, people are going to keep eating uh, all throughout this. They're going to be preparing more food at home, I'm sure, in in most cases. And but th- that is going to become something that people need a break from. And so I think that the restaurants uh, are going to, they're, they're going to have to adapt fast. And Domino's doesn't really have to adapt much at all, except as we hear today, to hire more people. So that's that's about as good a sign as you could, you could have. Amazon is in the same boat. They're hiring more people on delivery. Uh, so the more that something looks like uh, Amazon and Domino's in its own way does, uh, the better off you're going to be over these next couple of months. Quick thanks to Molecule, which is reimagining the future of clean air, starting with the air purifier. Molecule's technology has been personally effective and verified by science, but most importantly, it's been tested by real people. It's given allergy and asthma sufferers around the country an all-new experience. Breakthrough Pico technology across a range of products that provide a solution for the entire home when it comes to air purification. So, no matter the size of your room, you can choose the option that's best for your space, whether that be the Molecule Air for large rooms or the Molecule Air Mini for smaller rooms. Molecule replaces technology from nearly a century ago. Think about that. Whatever you've probably got in your home, the HEPA filter technology, that was developed back in the 1940s. Haven't really seen any major innovation since, um, and Molecules created a new filtration system that doesn't just collect pollutants on antiquated filters, it destroys them on a molecular level. It's easy to use, it's got a modern design, it looks good, and uh, as I've said before, the best thing I can say about Molecules air purifiers is that they work. I slept so much better when I had one of these things in my room destroying pollen. So, 
for 10% off your first air purifier, go to Molecule.com and use the promo code FOOL10 at checkout. That's M-O-L-E-K-U-L-E.com and use the promo code FOOL10. So, Let's talk- I know that you don't like me to comment on the commercials. I, I, don't, I mean, to, to be fair, but I, I want to I want to challenge you on. on I, I, one I don't like you to comment on most things, but go on. But but you said that it's been tested and uh, by science, but more importantly by real people. And and I gotta you know today, especially I think you know, like science rocks. Like you know, I would I would put science in front of uh, of the rest. You know, the anecdotes, your personal experience. I mean. You're telling me science is taking a backseat to your personal enjoyment? Uh, Have you no. been paying attention to the news? Like science and scientists are more important than you or me. I, I couldn't. We, do we just get on here and talk about stuff? Uh, I think you owe scientists an apology. I couldn't agree with you more, although I will just point out, I don't know if you've noticed from some of the news coverage over the last few years, but there are some people out there who don't necessarily believe science. Well, those people need to rethink their position. And I think that now is a time for them to do so. And perhaps many of them are. Perhaps. One would hope. One would hope. Um, let's talk about Clorox for a second. Uh, tell speaking me, of science. Speaking of science, tell me why... I shouldn't, in this age of zero trading commissions, why I shouldn't put a little bit of money into buying some shares of Clorox, a stock I've never owned. I know it's had a run-up over the last couple of months, and so maybe on a valuation basis, it's high. But given what we're going through right now, I just look at the next 10 years, and when I ask myself the question, do I think Clorox is going to have a better 10 years than the 10 years it just had? Uh, the answer, my uh, non-scientific answer is absolutely. Absolutely it's going to have a better 10 years than the last 10 years it had. Why shouldn't I buy a few shares of Clorox? Well, I, I guess if I'm being put on the spot to answer why you shouldn't buy Clorox, I think you may have answered the, the question in that this is something that uh, everybody has already been piling into and the valuation might be generous at this point. I think people will, you know, I'm not sure that people are going to revolutionize their sanitary habits after this. Perhaps they will. Um, and Clorox is in a great position to benefit from that. They've got I think 60% of the, the bleach market. Clorox, it looks like they're they're selling a lot right now. They're going to sell out. I've been to the supermarket. I've seen that the bleach aisle is, is sold out. They've got a few other brands that are also going to participate in this. Kingsford Charcoal, uh, probably getting a little boost from uh, people doing a more little more cooking at home. They've got a few other well-known brands. Um, but if you're not going to buy it, it's because of the valuation. I don't know. It really does seem like not only do they have, uh, as you said, the dominant market share, but they've just got the brand name. Like if you put a gun to my head, I couldn't name another bleach. Uh, you know, I know there are other bleaches out there in the uh, supermarket aisles, and there's probably a generic version, but it just seems like they are really set up well for the next decade or so. 
Yeah, well, I, I think they're, it's a, a slow-growing enterprise, and they're getting a little spike in one of their brands here. Uh, we hear Clorox, you think, well, that must be just about everything. You know, they, they sell kitty litter, they sell uh, Brita water filters, um, they sell the Kingsford charcoal, they sell some uh, salad dressings, uh, Pine Sol, Glad bags. So it's the, the degree to which Clorox itself is going to drive outperformance of this stock um, is maybe already captured by the market. And you can see other companies that are going to benefit. Um, Church and Dwight is something we own in, in our mutual fund. Uh, it's got OxyClean, which is a well-known cleaning brand and can be applied to things like bleach as, as well as just about everything else in, in the cleaning products. And so there, there are other brands that are participating in this as well. Church and Dwight has held up very well as a stock this, this year uh, on top of Clorox. All right. Well, it's still on my watch list, but you I'm not trying. I'm not it. trying to talk you out of buying it. You told me why you should. You asked me to answer the question why you shouldn't buy it, and I I gave you to, look. Are you going to go out and buy it? I don't know. I haven't had the chance to buy much of anything lately. You've been busy. I've been busy, and also we've got the trading restrictions at the Motley Fool. So you know. Uh, uh, I don't know if Clorox is on hold right now in our uh, in our trading restrictions, but certainly the fact that I'm talking about it right now means I'm already locked out of it for the next few days. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, now now you've got time to do some research. All right, Bill Barker. Good talking to you. Good to talk to you. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and the Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's going to do it for this edition of Market Foolery. The show is mixed by Dan Boyd. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on Monday. <laughs>